For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part two of the series. Now, historically, all the rabbis agree that Isaac was born at Passover. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume one, on page 641, it, it is explained that Isaac's birth all agree that he was born on the first day of Passover. And one of several sources is the Talmud in Rosh Hashanah 11a. Now, in telling us about the birth of Isaac, in Genesis chapter 21 and verse 1, it starts out by saying, And the Lord visited Sarah. And then in verse 2, it says that Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time. Now, at the set time in Hebrew, we have here the word moed. And that is the word that describes the festivals. And so there's a reference here that Isaac was born at the moed. He was born at the appointed time. Or you could render it, he was born at the festival. But we have the phrase, the Lord visited Sarah. Now, what we're going to be seeing here is that the word visited is a code word that tells about the redemption of the nation of Israel. And so in speaking about the birth of Isaac, it's written in a way in which it's being communicated that the birth of Isaac is a redemption. And so this is the connection that we have to the birth of Isaac at Passover season, to the redemption of the nation of Israel, to the birth of John the Baptist at Passover, and then at the end of days, the beginning of the end of the exile of the house of Jacob from all the nations where they've been scattered will be taking place as well at Passover season. So looking back and continuing to read Genesis chapter 21, verses 3 and 6, and Abraham called the name of his son that he was born unto him whom Sarah bare to him Isaac which means laughter and Sarah said God has made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me and this is a laughter of seeing a miracle happen and being amazed at witnessing the event and being overjoyed with the witnessing of the miracle. That's the meaning of the word Isaac or Yitzhak. Now, redemption is associated with the phrase of the God of Israel visiting his people. This is the code word that Joseph gave to his brothers to remember regarding the redemption. In Genesis chapter 50 and verse 
verse 24, it is written, And Joseph said to his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land under the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. So when Moses was instructed to go to the children of Israel and tell them that the time of deliverance has come, look at what Moses is instructed to say. In Exodus in chapter 3 and verse 16, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Then, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 31, And the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. In the Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 68, it explains that the true deliverer of the nation of Israel will visit his people. And I have said, I will bring you up. Tell them that I will do what I promised to Jacob, their father. What did he promise him? And I will also surely bring you up again. And so Jacob promised his sons, but God will be with you and bring you back in the land of your fathers. Because of this tradition of deliverance, which they possessed, that any redeemer that came and used twice the expression to visit was known to be the true deliverer. Now, the visitation of the future will correspond to that of the past. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, in page 67, it is explained, saying to them, I have surely remembered you. God said to him, they have a tradition from Joseph that with this watchword will I redeem them. Go and tell them this sign. With this double expression, and it gives the expression in Hebrew, which means his people is going to be visited, that the visitation of the future will correspond to that of the past. And then the same principle is also communicated in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2,226. And this is making a commentary of Exodus in chapter 3 and verse 16, where it says, I have indeed remembered that this phrase was instrumental in the acceptance by the nation of Israel of what Moses had to share. As soon as you address them with these words, I have indeed remembered or visited you, they will listen to your voice, for this is the sign that has been passed on to them from the time of Jacob and Joseph. They know that these are the words that will herald the redemption, for both Jacob and Joseph said, God will surely remember or God will surely visit you. So with understanding the significance and importance of the word visit, it you as it relates to the redemption. Let's now look at what we are told in Luke in chapter 1 and verses 67, 68, and then verses 70 through 73. And in doing so, we read in verse 67, and his father Zechariah was 
filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and prophesied, saying. So this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. There is the code word. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all those that hate us. You see, the redemption of the nation of Israel is associated with the defeat of the enemies of Israel. And the redemption is associated with remembering the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we see here in Luke chapter 1, verses 72 and 73, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham. So the account here of the birth of Yochanan, the immerser, fits with the expectation that Elijah will precede the coming of the Messiah and that the redemption takes place at Passover. So we see the birth of John at Passover. And then the redemption is associated with the word that the God of Israel visits his people. So we have the Holy Spirit prophesying through Zacharias and saying that this event, that is the birth of John, is associated with the God of Israel visiting and redeeming his people. Now, given that the word visit is associated with the redemption of the people of the God of Israel, you will see when the teachers of the people of the God of Israel are not teaching the way they should be, the scriptures is going to communicate that they are not visiting his people. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 1 and 2. Woe be to the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, against the pastures that feed my people, you have scattered my flock and driven them away. You have not visited them. So you see that not visiting them is associated with scattering his flock. So visiting his people is going to be associated with gathering the flock or the redemption of the nation of Israel. Yeshua is said to visit his people because he is the Messiah. He's the Redeemer of Israel. Luke chapter 7, verses 13 through 16, it is written, And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bear. And they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto you, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God saying that a great prophet is risen among us and that God has visited his people. Now, Yeshua died at Passover and Passover is the time of visitation. And because the nation of Israel didn't recognize Yeshua's redemptive work at his first coming, what's going to be associated with this is that Israel didn't know the time of her visitation. Luke chapter 19, verses 41 through 44, it is written, and when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even thou, at least in this your day, the things which belong unto your peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. For the day shall come upon you, that your enemies shall cast a trench about you, encompass you round, and keep you in on every side, and shall lay you even with 
the ground and your children within you, and they shall not leave in you one stone upon another, because you knew not the time of your visitation. You did not know the time of your redemption. You did not realize what was going on at Passover season. Yeshua died at Passover. Luke chapter 22 verse 15. He said unto them, With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 5 verse 7 it is written, Purge out therefore the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened. For even Messiah our Passover is sacrificed for us. So now let's summarize what we've covered so far in this teaching. First of all, Zacharias, the father of Yochanan the Immerser, was a Levitical priest who was selected to go to the temple to perform his priestly duties. While burning incense, he prayed the Amidah, or the 18 benedictions, which includes a prayer for the ingathering of the exiles in the coming of the Messiah. Associated with this is the coming of Elijah who precedes the coming of the Messiah. The angel Gabriel told Zacharias that he would have a son who was to be named Yochanan, who would be of the spirit and the power of Elijah. Yochanan the Immerser, from the information that we're given in Luke chapter 1, we could understand that he was born at Passover. During Passover, in a traditional Passover Seder, a cup is placed for Elijah, which symbolizes the coming of Elijah during the Passover season. Passover is linked with redemption. Redemption is associated with the God of Israel visiting his people. Passover takes place during the biblical month of Aviv, also commonly called Nisan, which is known as the month of redemption. Yeshua, the Redeemer of Israel, died at Passover. Now, we're going to look at the ministry message of Yochanan the Immerser and the ministry message of Yeshua. We're going to understand what it is and what it means. In Matthew, in chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, it is written, In those days came Yochanan the Immerser preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or it is near, or it is upon you. The ministry message of Yeshua is found in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17. From that time, Yeshua began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We can see the ministry message of Yeshua from Mark chapter 1 and verses 14 and 15 as it is written. Now after that John was put in prison, Yeshua came in the Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Gospel means good news. So the ministry message of Yeshua and Yochanan the Immerser is to repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the good news. And we're going to look at at the meaning of repenting for the kingdom of God is at hand in repenting and believing the gospel. The ministry message of Yochanan is that Yeshua is the Messiah. 
In Acts chapter 19, verse 1 and verses 3 and 4, it is written, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said to them, Unto what then were you immersed, or baptized? And they said, Unto John's immersion. Now we're going to see what being immersed in John's immersion is. Then said Paul, John verily immersed, or baptized, with the baptism of repentance. Remember, the message of John was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So John immersed with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Messiah Yeshua. Matthew in chapter 3, verses 1 and 3, we're told as well what the ministry message of Yochanan the Immerser is as it relates to repentance. In those days came came Yochanan the Immerser preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then it points you back to Isaiah chapter 40, where it is explained in Matthew 3, 3, for what John is doing. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So Yochanan, not not only revealed and pointed to the fact that Yeshua is the Messiah in proclaiming the immersion or the baptism of John, but his message was to repent based upon the, the prophecy in Isaiah in chapter 40. So it's to prepare the way of the Lord and to make his path straight. What is the way of the Lord? Well, it's a return to the Torah. And what do you have to do to repent? You have to quit sinning. So the ministry message of Yochanan is to repent of your sins and to prepare yourself for the coming of the Messiah. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1, it is written, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 30. Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions so iniquity shall not be your ruin. So what do you have to do? to repent and turn from your transgressions. Well, we have a definition of what sin is in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. Whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, for sin is the transgression of the Torah. So you never sin unless you transgress the Torah. And to prepare for the Messiah, we need to repent of our sin. And if we repent of our sin, we will turn to the Torah. We will seek to follow the Torah. So the message of Yochanan from Isaiah chapter 40 is to prepare the way of the Lord. What is the way of the Lord? It is following the Torah. Psalm chapter 25 verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Psalm 119 verse 1 it is written, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of the Lord. Psalm 119 
19, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to your word. Psalm 119, verse 10. With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. So you're going to teach sinners the way. And the undefiled, the Hebrew word here is tamim. It means without blemish. It means to be spiritually mature. Those who are spiritually mature in the way walk in the Torah of Yahweh. And it's walking in the way is how you cleanse yourself by following the Torah or his word or his commandments. Going back to the ministry message of Yochanan the Immerser, it is to make his paths straight. What's this a reference to? The path of Yahweh is following Torah. Psalm 119 verse 35, make me to go in the path of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23, for the commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light. So the the Torah lights my path. The commandments is a lamp to my path. And so the path is following the Torah, the commandments of the God of Israel. Now, looking at the ministry message of Yochanan the Immerser, it's not only to prepare the way of Yahweh and to make his path straight, but to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, it is understood that Elijah will announce the redemption to the house of Jacob in traditional Jewish thought. And so what we're seeing here in the ministry of Yochanan the Immerser is he's announcing the coming of the Messiah. He's preparing the way for the coming of the Messiah. He thus is announcing preparation for the redemption of the nation of Israel. From the Messiah text by Raphael Patai on page 144, he explains the following, and this is a Midrash that is also taken from Rashi's commentary to Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 42. Everywhere in the Bible, the name of Jacob is spelled in Hebrew without the Hebrew letter Vav. Everywhere in the Bible that you find the word Jacob, it does not have the Hebrew letter Vav in his name, except for five places where you do find the Hebrew letter Vav in the name of Jacob. And everywhere you have the name of Elijah, the name Elijah is spelled with the Hebrew letter Vav, except for five places where it's not spelled with the Hebrew letter Vav. Why? To teach you that Elijah will come and redeem the seed of Jacob. Jacob took the Vav from the name of Elijah as a pledge, and this is the key part of this Midrash, that Elijah will come and announce the redemption of the world to his children. Elijah will announce the coming of the Messiah and the ingathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. Yochanan the Immerser is a voice crying in the wilderness from Isaiah in chapter 40. Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. In those days came Yochanan the Immerser preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness. The voice crying in the wilderness proclaims the end of the 
exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. Because if we look at Isaiah in chapter 40, in verse 1, it begins, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says your God. So in speaking about comforting his people, it says the voice of him that cries in the wilderness. The voice that is crying in the wilderness is crying, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So what is the comfort of his people? It's the end of the exile. It's the coming of King Messiah. It's the Messianic era. It is the defeat of the enemies of Israel. It contains the same themes as what the Holy Spirit prophesied through Zacharias in Luke chapter 1. So now looking at Isaiah in chapter 40, we're going to see what the comfort of his people is associated with in verses 10 and 11 as it is written. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.